Hello and welcome to the C21 podcast. My name is Jonathan Webdale. We hope you're safe and well wherever you may be. In this episode, Virgin Media Television Island Director of Content Bill Malone discusses the group's three-phase strategy for getting through the COVID-19 crisis, how it's managing its programme supply chain, including external drama commissions and major output deal with ITV Studios, against a significant hit to ad revenues. And Katerina Varki, Head of Production and Distribution at Italian Kids Producer Distributor Atlantica Films, talks about how the firm raced to finish one of its animated programmes as lockdowns spread across countries and the challenges it faces now in finding partners for its first live-action show currently in development. That's all coming up in a moment, but first, German streaming platform Join, owned by ProSieb and Sat1, has postponed four original productions due to filming restrictions caused by the coronavirus. Managing director Katja Hoffem discusses what the company is looking for to fill these gaps and how its SVOD service is faring against its AVOD offering in the current climate. Here she is, talking with C21's Karolina Kaminska. Of course, it's always a laughing and a crying eye. Uh, first of all, Corona crisis is a very hard thing for any company uh, in the world right now. Even though we are really in a lucky position here as streaming is sort of at the momentum of the time. People spend more time at home, having more time to consume content, to consumer entertainment, which is, of course, a benefit for us. But also on the other side, it has definitely affected us when it comes to uh, the content production area, especially our original production area. We had to stop filming one of our big originals, fiction original series, just right in the middle of it, Katakompen, which was planned to go on join beginning of next year. So that's going to be postponed. And that's also the case for three other originals that were just shortly to be produced or we're already in pre-production, but also we see some effects in the dubbing area. Some of the acquisitions that we've done, we have some delays because the dubbing uh, cannot be finished right now. This is the challenge <laughs> that we are facing uh, right now, but it's also giving a lot of new opportunities at the same time, because I think it's a break uh, that all of us have never seen before, and it gives room for just a new creativity that you wouldn't have been able to to explore uh, unless things would be as usual. So like within 10 days, I think we have managed to film a new joint original called Join Me at Home, where uh, some famous German influencers were showing their quarantine diaries, what they're doing. And if like three months ago, I would have asked a producer, well, I need within 10 days a new show uh, with influencers talking about their daily lives. (laughs) The answer would have been a big laugh. So I think that's really great to see people pulling together, people pulling out their greatest creativity to make things happen, to make things possible. So this is why I said it's twofold. And of course, we have some downfalls when it comes to some original productions. But also on the other side, it just sets free new new ways of producing, new ways of creativity going forward. So you've mentioned there uh, new, new ways of producing. On top of that, how else are you planning for a shortage in production due to mm-hmm. cancer? or 
postponed shows are you also looking to acquire content and if so what are you looking to acquire yeah so uh, the one thing on the original side we're looking for um formats that we can produce with these limitations that we have to face right now this is mainly some reality productions uh, that we can do in a closed set kind of environment uh, so we are right now about to kick off reality show uh, that we will uh, hopefully be doing um, in autumn this year that of course was not planned before but that will uh, offset some of the fictional originals that are postponed or delayed this year so there are new ways of producing like where you keep the social distance and everything and and on the other side of course we're also looking for new acquisitions and here it comes into play because what we're seeing right now is there's a huge need for escapism um, in, in the audience. So people on the one side like to be informed. So we have a renaissance of all the news channels. We can see that news is the one big thing right now uh, driven by experts from medical experts mainly at the moment. Uh, but all, on the other side also also like light entertainment shows, reality shows. And so at the acquisition part, we are very much looking into light entertainment, more comedy entertainment, not so much the catastrophe <laughs> films um, that you might think of. And what about library content and box sets and, and, and you know, older shows? Would you be like, things like that to fill gaps or, or not really? Well, we're, we're also looking at that because also what we can see, there has been a really great study from Red B uh, and that confirmed some of our first insights and learnings. Of course, we will learn a lot more going forward how the whole entertainment industry, entertainment needs will change. Looking at these nostalgia shows, people are loving to uh, now watch old shows that they have known for years. I mean, one of our best performing shows is definitely Grace Anatomy. So we have a lot of shows uh, like this, the binge watching nostalgia shows already uh, on, the, on the platform. But we're also looking at acquiring some of these like cult shows, if you want to say, but of course, there's only limited titles out there, but people like that. I, I myself catch myself watching a lot of Our Little House on the Prairie again, just, just like, okay, life is good, time is okay, my home is my castle. That's, that's a nice little, little nostalgic show, isn't it? To, uh... It is. It's on Saturn's Golden. We have it, of course, also on Join. So I'm uh, like in between meetings. I'm just having that all the time here on my little iPad running. It's nice that people can still find joy in, in a show like that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And um, you mentioned earlier a new reality show that you're working on. Mm -hmm. Can you mm -hmm. talk a little bit more about that? Uh, well, not yet, unfortunately, because we have not signed the contracts yet. <laughs> but um, it will be something that we uh, are able to realize within uh, just a few months. And hopefully we will have it uh, on join in September already. So and uh, to, uh, on Friday, our first reality uh, self-produced original re reality show for join is starting uh, Mom, Milf or Missy. So um, hopefully also that comes into the right place. And we just finished filming in Mexico for that in time. Um, I think just two weeks after we've had the final scene, the corona crisis hit and Mexico and everything was closed down. So it will be a gender gap dating show. And we are very much looking forward to, um, to that because we see that 
all of the reality shows at the moment are really performing quite well. That, that sort of leads on to my next question about um, viewership and subscriptions to the service. Are you seeing increased increased viewership and subscriptions and and what shows are, are particularly popular on the platform at the moment as i said like grace anatomy is really very popular but also the 100 is very popular on the plus uh, area but also the our original mappa uh, which is for mama and papa so just a short form of mappa um, it's a fictional series it's a sadcom and we have launched this uh, three weeks ago and it's really it started really very well and we're very happy with that so these are like good performers but also some movies uh, like contagion uh, which is a movie that is very close to reality it's about a virus outbreak and that has been uh, the number one movie on our joint plus subscription for now four weeks no longer i think six six weeks already on the free tier what is really successful of course is the uh, catch-up of germany's next top model and uh, another celebrity reality show called Promis unter Palmen, which means celebrities at the beach, if you want to translate that a little bit freely. It's a Sat 1 format and that's that's really performing very well. But also we did some little web series, some shorter form content with influencers mask off that has also been performing quite well. Of course, we see an increase in watch time. So people spend definitely more time um, in front of their devices and, and finishing the show. But also the live TV is something which, of course, contains the information need of the audience. Okay, and given that Join operates both an SVOD and AVOD service, are you experiencing different challenges from the crisis on both sides of, of the business? For example, with AVOD, you know, uh, are you seeing a, a bigger hit to, to that side of the business due to advertising declines? Of course, uh, that is the biggest challenge that not only we are facing at the moment. So we can't really see or say right now um, what that hit will be or if there will be a huge hit. We see it a little bit right now, but it's still it's still okay as we are still in a very young phase and, and building up audiences and also uh, the relationship to the media industry, if you want to say. On the subscription side, on the other side, right after Corona, a hit and we had that lockdown in Germany, uh, we've put out a three for all offer for the audience. Like, okay, if you, we want to make your life a little bit more easier, you have to stay at home. So subscribe for uh, join right now and you get three months for free. Normally it's just a one month trial and this time it was three months uh, for free. And that was of course uh, accepted very, very brightly and, and very great for us. And, and we saw an uptake in the subscriptions. What long-term effects do you expect on the industry from the coronavirus crisis? It might be that we are reconsidering, uh, reconsidering some fares that have been like a fixed calendar schedule for the last, well, I've been in the industry 25 years. My first MIP has been in 1998. So um, I think because you see it's it's working it saves a lot of money it saves a lot of time um so i think we will have a reconsideration of how we will um screen content how content will be pitched going forward 
on the stories and everything. I think it's going to be a very interesting time and we've also kicked off some research on that and there's a lot of research already out there. How entertainment needs are changing right now? Will it be now that people are really looking to escapism content? Will there be more need for news content? I think there will be some changes and some formats may not survive due to that feeling of the people, the atmosphere that has changed, sort of that zeitgeist feeling. I think we will see some changes. And also on the other side, I think on the production, we will see some changes also in production. Like um, what I said, it is possible to realize some shows within a short period of time and uh, try out new concepts of how you can uh, shoot shows. Virgin Media Television Ireland took action early as the pandemic swept and thanks to its studio facilities has maintained all its unscripted in-house productions. Director of Content Bill Malone spoke with C21's Gunnar Cuse about the group's three-phase strategy for dealing with the crisis and how it hopes to emerge on the other side of a significant drop in ad revenues. Looking at our, the Virgin Media Television uh, strategy during the, the COVID-19 crisis, um, it's in various phases. The first one was when it when when it, the, the lockdowns first happened and when the pandemic reached our shores uh, and the strategy initially and it's very clear and it's very straightforward put viewers and customers first uh, there's clearly a huge appetite for trusted news information and analysis uh, and also programs which reflect the new reality and help people to cope at life at home life in lockdown life in isolation um, many people who are if you're on your own in an apartment your tv uh, maybe um, a, a huge mental and um, psychological help to your, your overall well-being. Um, now, we had a previous strategy of investing in our studio infrastructure uh, in recent years. This has really stood us, stood us well. Um, what we did is we clearly prioritized news and current affairs. So news and current affairs, trusted news, current affairs, information was vital. So we increased our news and current affairs output, uh, more peak time hours, live coverage from government and the HSE press conferences. I said HSE is our, our NHS. We extended our 5.30 news bulletin, so our main news is at 5.30. Typically, that's a 30-minute news bulletin. Now it's an hour. So we're doing an hour-long news bulletin each weekday. Uh, and the Tonight Show, which is our, our kind of current affairs show, typically was 11, 11 p.m. three nights a week. We've moved that to 10 p.m. four nights a week. So we've increased our news, increased our current affairs, um, uh, and viewers have responded accordingly. So we've had record ratings for news and current affairs um, throughout that. But even just enormous studio shows. So we wanted to protect them. So initially, um, and of course, all this is on the, on, the, um, on the basis of doing all this safely and protecting staff and how we, how we do things. Um, but they're, they're, we really carefully considered whether we would continue our studio programming. And we managed to hold on to every single program in our studios. But as I said, health and safety for staff has become an absolute priority. So, um, we had often talked about agile working and it was a future ambition. This is, this is a conversation happening. In 48 hours, we moved our entire operation from 285 staff in Virgin Media to practically everyone of our essential staff working from home. That was done in 48 hours, which is quite a remarkable turnaround. It wasn't perfect initially because this is just get it done and we got it done. But now we're really, you know, we've adapted our, our model and it's, it's really working. It sounds like your schedule's been completely revamped. Have there been any casualties? Well, I said, the real thing was, first of all, we had, we had long conversations about, like, for, we prioritised news and current affairs. So the strategy was information is key. Trusted information 
um, uh, and there's a huge appetite for it and analysis. So news and current affairs are prioritized. And then we looked at the other shows and we managed to adapt them, adapt their content and their, their operating models to protect them. So there has been no casualties of the Virgin Media shows. Now, clearly, when we're talking about shows we commission and other shows, they are, many of them, if not all of them, there's a few exceptions, any of them which were, which were in filming mode are on hiatus. There is not filming taking place. And um, thankfully, we have some dramas which are in production, which, which the filming end has finished. Um, um, but look, there is, there is going to be challenges um, um, to pipeline. Yes, the schedules have changed. We, I said the, the key ones were we invested in news and current affairs. We kept our studio programming in place. We moved our current affairs shows at the peak time, but that has met, led to a lot of changes. Of course, revenue is severely impacted. We've had a very good first quarter, which has helped us weather the storm so far. But the reality is there is very significant challenges when businesses by law, by government order, must remain closed. That clearly means there is a catastrophic fall of advertising. So that is a challenge in the short term, and hopefully we're, we're part of the recovery phase. So we're, we're in growth still year to date in 15 to 44 as our key audience even though there's been no live sport, the loss of Six Nations, Champions League, we never has got talent this year, yet we still have our 15 to 44 audience in, in growth uh, year to date. But clearly, when there is less revenue, we need to spend less. Uh, and therefore, um, uh, that does have an effect now. Timing is probably getting into on, the, on the advantageous side for us in that summers typically would be less expensive output times for us. So we're now actually engaged in planning for phase twos and threes in terms of the lockdown easing, more businesses coming back, business coming back. And uh, we're looking at our, our, our uh, what, what is potentially a very strong autumn schedule, uh, our new season schedule. That's what we're looking at now, which is a, a new season schedule, which could have some of the big sporting events coming back. But it's interesting as well, there's also a big demand for entertainment. So we had record ratings for Ant and Dex Saturday Night Takeaway, for Britain's Got Talent. They all did hugely well for us. And that's on the back of we have great success with the guards inside the K. The guards is a, one of our most successful home commissions in recent times. It's a fantastic access series. But look, challenges, pipeline of acquired content. That's cause of concern because, you know, ITV Studios are one of our um, most important partners. Obviously, soaps will have a big impact on us. They're some of our most popular and, and um, ep- a series and are, you know, fundamentally important to our, to our schedule. Uh, things like Love Island, things like Live Sport. Um, so th- these are the challenges for us. And how we're adapting to them. So uh, on Tuesday, we start playing Red Rock. Red Rock is our, our soap. And we're repeating it from the start. 197 episodes. We're starting to air them from Tuesday. So that's us using repeat soap stock that we have really high quality Irish drama, which you know sold BBC One, um, Amazon in the US, sold around the world. It has been a great success. We're playing all 197 episodes from the start. So that's what we're doing from Tuesday. We're rerunning Love Island from last year. I said we've increased our news output, made our news longer, put our current affairs shows more in peak time. So therefore, it's moving a show that was there into a peak time slot. And I guess a lot of things depend on when will Champions League come back into the schedule, when will Six Nations come back into the schedule. Um, they're kind of the core questions that will influence how, um, um, how our schedule looks late 2020 and into 2021. Are you doing other stuff on the side, sort of a plan B, if you like? Should those productions be delayed for all sorts of reasons, including a bottleneck when it comes to the fall season? That's what a lot of people have been talking about. And on another note, are there creative ways in which the industry is now looking to bring back shows that perhaps 
under ordinary circumstances would have required a lot more crew, but you're just looking at retooling everything. Yeah, well, look, if you look at our, our output in three tranches, one is studio shows, and we've managed to retain our studio shows, and, and that would be the strategy going forward. The other one is, is significant acquisitions, uh, and that does throw up challenges for us, and it will mean more of a reliance on repeats for a period of time. A bottleneck is an optimistic way of looking at things. I mean, uh, if we're in the optimistic phase of having a bottleneck, I'll be very happy, because that means, guess what? We won't be playing two episodes at the same time, because that's not, so what we'll do is we will just have to spread it out and schedule accordingly. And then there's our own commissions. We, we are probably in a good space compared to others in terms of our commissions, because a lot of the key commissions have already been filmed and are in post-production and therefore can continue. So, you know, The Deceived is co-commissioned Channel 5, which is drama, which is in, in post-production. We've got a, a series called Big School, uh, which looks at kids first year in school, which is all but done, which means that's in a very good place. Things like, you know, um, uh, we've had great success with Gogglebox. You can see Gogglebox is still able to continue in the UK. And there's quite a few other ones, which OAP, B&B, and things like that, which are, which are already finished. But we have quite a few productions then, which, which are on a hiatus, which um, can't resume until we have clarity around what's happening with social distancing and some 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 of those productions will not hit their target date so quite a few of them were delivering for autumn 2020 which will get pushed into 2021 or beyond depending on on what happens in the with the global pandemic but overall we're probably in a better shape than most uh, and also of course we're part of ireland's biggest connected entertainment and that's virgin media so we're not just a company which is only reliant on spot advertising. And um, so we're seeing seeing some upside to that, while um, a, lot, a lot of challenges around our, our revenue when it comes to advertising, hopefully, which will be shorter. Are there any particular areas of content that you are prioritizing now, or you feel uh, will match the mood of the public? Or are you looking at perhaps shifting what has been coming down the pipeline before? Yeah, no, we're very conscious of, of mood and trying to, and it, obviously, look, we're, we're looking at crystal ball here. What will the mood be like in autumn? And how do we reflect back on, on, on what we've just gone through and are going through? So we're very conscious of that. And there's, there's some shows which are in our autumn, uh, our new season schedule, which we are now retooling or rethinking the tone of voice what we're saying, what we're talking about, and that will be more reflective of, of the now um, and, and what we've been through, and what we're going through. Uh, and then there's a few commissions we're looking at, well, I don't want to give too much away, but there's a few commissions we're looking at which are very specifically related to the crisis and, and how we think the mood should be in autumn. But I said that the whole focus of us now, which is we are, we're asking our teams to look in the positive side to push forward. How can we help communities? How can we help business? That's become a key focus for us now. We see ourselves as part of our recovery of a, a how we can help in recovery, how we can use TV for good, how Virgin Media Television can be a, a force for good for communities and for businesses. What would you say is your key priority? What's keeping you up at night right now? There's a lot of challenges with the work from home for a start. And that is, that is the whole thing of uh, everything seems to be of one pace. You don't get that break where you, you know, we'd walk from one one desk to another part of the business and meet people and interaction. So that is a challenge of keeping teams cohesive. But I must say, you know, you know, work with Eva Stokes as our head of programming, Mick McCaffrey, head of news and sport, uh, Andrew Byrne, um, senior manager of commissioning and drama. Like these people are very creative people 
and it's been a pleasure to see them respond to, to what's happening. We're, we're working really well as a team. Um, but what keeps me up at night? I guess there is, there's a couple of key decisions we need to make looking at pipeline. And obviously, you, as a business, what we want to be creative. We want to be making things, we want to be commissioning things. What we don't want to be is, is looking at uh, poor revenue, limiting what we can do. Because, you know, looking at what we've done internationally, looking at the quality of our output in recent times, be it the guard, inside the guard, or, or be it blood, or Darklands, um, and some are Gogglebox Ireland, or those kind of really high quality shows. Obviously, we need revenue to be able to do those. So there's kind of no limit to our creativity, but there is if it's, if it's financial. So the real thing is, we want to see a recovery. We want to see businesses um, doing well, the, the country doing well, the communities and people doing well. That will give us the freedom then to, to be more creative. And how much of your content is coming from external commissions or uh, the production community? And what are you? what is your relationship with them and how are they being supported? Well, it's, well, that's, a, well that's a good point. I mean, one, one of the things that does keep me up at night is, is actually the, over, the overall effect on the independent sector. So not necessarily Virgin Media Television, but how the independent sector can cope. Because when all, you know, virtually all filming is on, on hold, and there's a few exceptions, but virtually all filming is on hold, that's, that cannot be sustained for, a, for, a long, for an ongoing period of time. And there's wonderful people we work with and wonderful people we commission content from and we'd like to commission content from who currently are scratching their head going, well, what do I do next? Um, um, so that is something I, I am concerned about because you know, a healthy, independent commissioning sector, a healthy, healthy, independent sector is great for the business. And I would see us, Virgin Media Television, as part of that independent um, world, like a healthy broadcast sector with companies who are busy and being creative and having a, a, a throughput of staff. These are all really important things. Uh, and right now, there's a big hiatus. Uh, and while it's, you know, in a very, very short term, people are still hanging in there, you wonder in the long term, what the impact will be on the independent sector in the UK and in Ireland. Have you put any specific measures in place to assist, say, with keeping development going or development money for projects that could come on stream later on? And part funding shows that were greenlighted but have gone on hiatus yeah, greenlining new shows is one of the problem areas because we, if you don't know where the bottom is in terms of revenue, you know, that becomes a problem. But the ones that are, are in train um, are still in train. But like, it, it does throw up a lot of challenges. Um, we are still doing some development. Um, we are still looking to, you know, what is 2021 like is a, is a key question for us. And we, if we stop everything now, then you don't have a 2021. So I'm, we are very focused on what is life like in the recovery phase. And we'd have a really strong new schedule pipeline of content uh, which I'm conf- confident we do have in place, uh, but we need to have that there for when we are coming out of this. Italy was the first country in Europe to be hard hit by the coronavirus pandemic. After the country went into lockdown in February, kids producer-distributor Atlantica Films was desperately trying to finish production of animated show Berry Bees for local public broadcaster Rai and Australia's Nine Network. Head of production and distribution, Katerina Varki, spoke with C21's Karolina Kaminska about the challenges the studio faced in meeting its deadline, how animation can be used to fill the gaps left by cancelled live-action shows, and the challenges it faces in putting together its own, with markets like MIP and Annecy on hiatus. We are guys in Milan, in the hot spot in Italy where everything started. So we started with the smart working since the very beginning on February 25th. And we decided to work from, uh, from home uh, to continue the business, and, uh, but to be safe as uh, workers, of course. Our main goal at the moment was like delivering the series that we were completing for, uh, for Rai. 
and the 49 in Australia. So we were producing at that time the last episodes of Berry Visa, our spy series, and we have to respect the deadlines that we have with Rai and with mine in Australia to deliver it within the end of March. That immediately was like uh, the the need of resetting the whole production from home. Then the biggest challenge was the post-production part because the studio were based in Milan as well, and they were like they were affected by the restriction of the coronavirus, of course. So we were just like trying to complete uh, the whole dubbing and the whole post-production uh, uh, process uh, before everything was uh, completely locked. Uh, it was partially possible and we needed to complete the part of the process from home, also from uh, on the studio perspective. And then everything started to be locked in Europe. So even our co-producers, the one in Ireland, they were doing the video post-production. They started their, their lockdown as well. And at the very end, even India, where the animation studio was based. So the last part was really a challenge. Challenge, uh, like coordinating the last scenes of animation from different animators uh, based in different houses in Mumbai and coordinating the audio post-production in Italy but from home and same for, from Irish side. So it was a challenge. We made it. So we delivered on time, even a few days in advance. But it was really a reorganization of our like work on the animation side we need to say that the animation process is often uh, divided in several countries for co-production purpose so we are used to we are used to work on skype and zoom and hangouts uh, uh, and all these uh, um, tools to to stay in contact and to make connection internationally so it doesn't change our process so much but of course it changed it that, um, the process at the very end of the animation uh, pipeline because there are steps of the animation that needs to be done in studio like the post-production the audio post the audio post-production video post-production and the animation of course so now that you've completed that project what's next for you guys we had already started uh, back in uh, january to work on uh, some developments both on live action and animation we have two projects in the pipelines that we are developing. The development so far was not a problem because the writing part is doable from home and of course we are in this stage so we can we, we could move forward even if uh, the lockdown is still in place. Of course we are a bit concerned about the live action project because the shooting uh, and the sets are actually a huge problem at the moment. Everything is blocked and we don't know when actors can be back on the, on the sets and that we can be back to shoot, of course. But uh, our plan was shooting next spring. So let's cross fingers that everything will be solved. And in the meantime, we are continuing with our business. And of course, on the distribution side, we are talking with all the broadcasters in the world to sell our series. It seems that there is more demanding at the moment of the animation because of course the live action is affected more about than the animation due to the set and shootings uh, uh, problems. 
uh, we have uh, series that are already dubbed in a lot of uh, languages like Geronimo Stilton and uh, Bakpat. And uh, also our Barry B series is already in English and uh, in other languages. So we are, we are pushing on the distribution side, of course, and uh, we are still developing new projects. Uh, hopefully, um, thinking that we will be able to move forward in the next month. Have you experienced much impact from the cancellation of, of the events so far, such as MIPTV and Annecy, for example? Oh, ANSI much more with MIPTV, I have to tell you, because actually ANSI, uh, I mean, it's, it's one of the biggest market together with MIPCOM and KidScreen for the, all the kids business. And uh, even in terms of timing, it's kids screen in February, unseen June and October, which is a good kind of scheduling uh, for the animation. And uh, we had big plans for unseen, which is not going to happen, of course. And usually is a very tough market. We have a lot of meetings, uh, very tough schedules. It's a kind of mix as a market. On one side, we have a strong selling point in ANSI, but at the same time, it's also a market in which you can have a lot of commitment in terms of co-production. You can talk with co-producers in a bit, little bit more relaxed environment, and you can set new collaborations and new co-productions. So I do feel that ANSI will be a big gap for us. On the distribution side, I have to say that we have locked a lot of contracts so far, sales that we have done at Mipkin and KidScreen, but I can uh, forecast that meetings that we will not do it and Nancy will have an impact on our sales uh, in the second half of the year. Also because usually Mipkin is more end of the year, beginning of the new ones because the budget are more the, the one, the budget of the broadcasters are more the, the budget of the 2021 in this case, while ANSI is still in the budget of 2020. So it will affect our second half of the, of the year. And I don't, I, I mean, I don't want to think about MIPCOM if it will be a cancellation of MIPCOM because MIPCOM it's, it's huge, definitely huge. And it's really difficult to find a partner like a new partner for co-production without markets. Of course, we have a lot of partners that we have already met in the past and we had already relationship in the past. And we can, of course, talk with them before as we do for priority. But for example, for our live action projects, we have some meetings in mind with different people and uh, we won't be meeting them uh, until October if MIP will happen. And that's, that's, that's a long, long journey, let's say. And do you think that when things do return to normal, the ways in which you're having to produce at the moment, do you think that that will lead to more innovative producing techniques going forward? I think so. I do believe it. I mean, when people learn something, I think it's a further step and you don't come back. So I think that we all experienced uh, uh, the smart working in a very tough way and suddenly uh, with no plan and no organization before. I have to say that we, I, I, I'm proud of how we react because we were able to actually to reorganize everything from home in one day. It was, it was quick. 
of course uh, we have to reassess something in and during during the, the those months but it was quick and uh we definitely embrace this innovation carolina varki from atlantica films that's all for this episode. Remember, if you'd like to share your story of coping with COVID-19 with the international TV industry, email us using the address press at c21media.net. There'll be more from the podcast tomorrow, but in the meantime, stay safe and stay up to date with all the latest developments by following C21 online, on mobile and social media. Thanks for listening. 